Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. We see you. You're a colleague. You're a partner. You're a friend. You're always here to support your family and your community. Now there's a school ready to support you. National University offers tuition discounts for military spouses and free tutoring, so you get the support you need to succeed. National University, supporting the whole you. We see you. You're a colleague. You're a partner. You're a friend. You're always here to support your family and your community. Now there's a school ready to support you. National University offers tuition discounts for military spouses and free tutoring, so you get the support you need to succeed. National University, supporting the whole you. This is Penn Sunday School. Anybody wants a billboard? Well, <laughs> oh, just, just lean into Mac King. People are excited about that. What is it now? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> None of your business, Black. Here we go. <laughs> Brothers, sisters, siblings, welcome to Penn's Sunday School's Garden Ben Gillette. My name is Michael Ludo. Matt's on the road to Penn. Freddie Rich and I are broadcasting from Show Creator Studio South here in Las Vegas. We've got our pal, the great Mac King, on today's show. We'll be telling stupid showbiz stories and carrying on like a bunch of fools. Here he is, preaching love, Mr. Penn Gillette. Preaching love. How you doing, Mac King? Uh, I am great. Gillette. I'll tell you, no one says your name better than I No, you say it the best. Yeah. <laughs> I don't slur it together. No, no, no. Mac King. I always do, yeah. I, I can't say it that way. I do the C and the K as different things. Yeah. Yeah. Mac King. Yeah. Thank you. Mac. It's very so, respectful. Uh, how are things going over at the Excalibur now that you're there? Excalibur. Excalibur. Uh, oh, yeah. Hey, so uh, back to your... Mask singer appearance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, on there, they say you're the longest running show in Las Vegas history. The headliners. What am I? Uh. <laughs> Middle act? Mm. I don't know. <laughs> mm. Suspicious. Suspicious. Well, but now that I've moved hotels, that's what made me think of that. Now, now that I have moved hotels, I, it might be legitimate that you could say that. Yeah, we said that before that. Because we thought you couldn't hurt us. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. But now it might be, since I'm in a different spot, it's almost legit, right? Because I've, 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 I've moved from uh, Harris to- Tell me how much it bothers me that it would not be legit. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. By the way, who, who blew you in the Wall Street Journal? Uh, that was very swell of you. What'd I say, by the way? I forgot. Uh, the finest comedy magician alive, Matt King. Um, what more do you want? I, yeah, no, something. That's, uh, <laughs> uh, I Your think I said, I, you know, I think I said, uh, on f the last fool us that I did, uh, you said, 
we've said you're the greatest comedy magician there is, blah, blah, blah. What would you like me to say? And I believe I said, you know, implying that you should talk about my big dick. Yeah. And they kept that in, which I was very surprised. <laughs> I have talked about your big dick. Yeah. <laughs> On Foolish? No. No, Wall Street Journal. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, and then you mentioned our pal Oscar at Edo. Yeah. Uh, which was also my doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, actually, my wife's doing. Mm-hmm. She, uh, we were, you and I were looking for a place for the, speaking of big dicks, <laughs> didn't we decide we were calling our little dining club, the bank walkers, bank walkers. <laughs> Do you know the term bank walkers? No. Oh, you should know the term bank walkers. I suspect I will. Say. I don't know if my father coined this. No, term, he did. We found that <laughs> on oh, the you, internet. Oh, you did. Oh, okay. found the, it, it is, it is known. It's a known term, okay. but you know, when a bunch of high school students are going skinny dipping, mm-hmm. some Try to get into the water as quickly as possible, mm-hmm. and stum walk on the bank. Oh, okay. <laughs> and those are the bank walkers. <laughs> yeah, and so my dad and I, my dad, when I was very young, but it's you know, I, it's a very vivid memory for me when I was very young, and we were talking. <laughs> somehow, you know, you're talking about your dick with your dad as you do. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I and uh, talk about your dick with your dad as you do. Yeah, dick with your dad as you do. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah. What's that rhythm? Yeah. With the dad as you do. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, I was talking about my dick with my, my dad as you do. And, uh, he said, well, you know, son, you and I, we're bank walkers. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the bank walker dining club. Uh, <laughs> nice. Man, I love that place. That's really, I've been there, but I went with Hondro. Right, you said that in, uh, I think, in the Wall Street Journal, right? That you had taken your friend from Spain, and uh, he was surprised that there was a spot like that in the strip mall in Las Vegas. Yeah, but also, they were, when Hondro, I mean, they were excited that Matt King was there. They were excited that Penitella was there. They were excited that Piff, the Magic Dragon, was there. They were out of their minds that Hondra was right, there. Right, right, yeah. they're yeah. all from Spain. Right, yeah. And he's a huge star over there. Right. So it was like I was walking in with, you know, uh, Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> you know, they're very excited. Very excited. Of course, Jimmy Kimmel's a big Vegas star, so they would be excited yeah. about that too, but it was pretty good. Have you been to his new joint? No, I haven't. Is it good? I haven't been. I don't know. Is it open now? Not yeah. Kimmel's. No. <laughs> the other guys. Uh, uh, I think it's called like Anime or something like that, And but I haven't been. It's a good place called Edu. Yeah, Edo. 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 I don't. I don't. I mean, that's Edo. You should go, Gado. All right. It's a really good restaurant. In the car. Yeah, (laughs) Spanish tapas, but they have a vegan tasting. Well, it's not even. You know, it's not even Spanish. It's it's just high level food. Yeah. The cook happens to be Spanish. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. I'd love to go. You know, Emily, who's a real foodie. You know, she you know cares about food a lot. She thinks it's her favorite restaurant. Yeah, it's, not just it, in it Vegas. It might be wow. my it might be my favorite food in Las Vegas, uh, especially. Well, well, damn you, fellas, for not inviting me. <laughs> uh, I think you know, I, as I as not a bank walker, I understand the premise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll pretend if that'll help. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've taken you know sort of foodie friends. Norman Beck, mm-hmm. who's into food, he was knocked out. It's it's a, it's a knocked out place, and I've just had the uh, vegan. You know, when Hondra was there, he had, he had opened it up. More. Well, and I, you know, when I'm go with you, I'm strict. I'm, I'm not strictly vegan like you are. I no. mean, I'm mostly vegan. So I've had other things there too, and mm-hmm. uh, it's great. 
the Hamon. Uh, yeah, they got good. I mean, I went with a, a small group and we had a roast pig, a piglet, whatever you, you know. Mm. Mm. That's not particularly vegan. It's, <laughs> it's, uh, pig the, was. The, 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 <laughs> maybe the pig was. Uh, yeah, they probably raised that on, uh, what do they feed those? Corn. Chestnuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, chestnuts. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> There's some sort of. We spent a thousand bucks no, a month feeding the pig. There's no. There's some sort of hamon where they only feed them oh. some sort of crazy. It's not corn. It's some sort of. You go. Oh yeah. yeah okay. Like a like a Kobe pig. Right, Kobe. <laughs> <laughs> so tell. So anyway, me. thanks for blowing me in the uh, Wall Street Journal. Yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, I. Uh, it was. Uh, I also. I mean, I also said Piff was very good, and they just cut that out. I guess. <laughs> well, that's what I would tell Piff. <laughs> <laughs> but they, but you also uh, the uh, Seven Magic Mountains. Yeah, I like that place. I like uh -huh. it too. But I think are they? Are they did I hear they're dismantling it? Right right? Dismantling be, it? They're done. Oh, the dates are? are over. They're supposed to knock it down. Why knock it down? Why don't I just leave it there? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I guess it maybe gets dangerous after a while. I have no I would idea. think it's got to be dangerous after a little while. Yeah. but It gets very windy here. Yeah, but the rocks. How many rocks blow around? Well, how many boulders? Stacked up. How many boulders <laughs> I, blow I, around? I would assume there's some rebar there's or something. I bet there. there's <laughs> drilling involved <laughs> yeah. in this construction. Uh, I can't remember. I think it's called like the double void. Do you know about this? Another drivable uh, art installation. Installation art here. Double void. I've heard of double void. We were close, right? Uh, did we? Did you we, go? Eli made us. You know, it's like it's in the middle of nowhere, and but it's some mm. sort of. When you search double void, it says a guide to double voiding and bladder emptying techniques. <laughs> <laughs> Double. That is pretty artistic. Oh, wow. Uh, maybe I'll type in the maybe, double void. <laughs> maybe it's not double void, but it's two trenches on the either side of a valley that you can drive to from here. And it's just a man-made sort of nature-y art uh, thing. That yeah, those those huge things like what Terrell, like James Terrell does. Right? Yeah. Yeah, there's a great one of those in, um, there's a great James Terrell thing. Double in, negative. Uh, double negative. In a uh, great James Terrell thing in uh, uh, Tasmania. Oh. A beautiful thing. We, the sky up above. We took, it's really wonderful. At the big art museum down there, Mona, Museum of New and Old Art or something. Museum of Old and New Art. Mona. Oh, really? Yeah, the best art museum in the world is in Tasmania. I just wanted know. to make it accessible, you know? <laughs> right. So that anyone could get there. So what does it say about double uh, negative, it's called? Double negative from the Mocha. So apparently we're stealing their their names now. That's the Museum of Contemporary Art. It's a uh, work of land art by the artist Michael Heiser, located in the Moapa Valley on Mormon Mesa near Overton, Nevada, which is where my wife is right now. Double Negative was acquired into the MOCA's permanent collection in 1985. There's nothing there, the quote from the artist. There's nothing there, yet it's still a sculpture. <laughs> <laughs> so You've we drove up described. there and it was uh it was pretty neat i really i don't know somehow it, i really liked it and on the way there so you got to drive in the you know you're just you're driving in the middle of nowhere there's no roads mm -hmm. and to get to it and uh you're just driving through dirt but then there's like some other people have made like weird little 
sculptures and shrines and stuff along along the route. Yeah, it was. It was. I like. Well, that. I have good news. It's open twenty four seven, three sixty five. <laughs> There's no guards. <laughs> <laughs> Not like the Mona Lisa. I know we're gonna pick it up and yeah. run out. How did we get started on that? Why did we? Because of my um, oh, those seven yeah. magic mountains. Yeah, yeah. That's how we get started. On that. So you did a variety show. I did a variety show. Uh, <laughs> how unusual! Friday night. <laughs> Uh, misbehaved. Did you ever go see her game show? I never did. Never I did. really liked it. I, I, people loved it. Yeah. yeah, it was great. And I like her. She's like a old, you know, ver- she would be mad if I said old, but an old school variety mm-hmm. artist, sword swallower and, you know, piercing stuff. And so she had dark this- Dark arts. <laughs> well, the dark arts. And so she, uh, now she has this venue downtown. It's, it's in a, what used to be, I think, just a regular bar. But now it's a venue. It's called The Cheap Shot. And her show, I think, is called Mavericks. But it's just a, it's just like eight variety acts over the course of an hour and a half. And she's the host. And, uh, and I was crazy nervous. Oh, it's great. Yeah, it was really great. The day before, I had run off stage in my show at Excalibur. Which is going well. You asked, that was how you opened the show. <laughs> <laughs> we got I'll answer there. that. I Yay. got to that. Uh, I really love that room. Yeah, you, I, I opened the show by asking how you were doing at the Excalibur, and you turned it back to you aren't the longest running show. All right. <laughs> yeah. You, you came right out of the <laughs> gate with an attack. <laughs> you're, you're, you're all geared up to do Stern. <laughs> you're going to be combative. People compare me to him all the time. <laughs> So the show at the Excalibur is going well. So, uh, but <laughs> I, uh, and I like that room. Really? So, but this, this venue I had gone, she'd invited me the week prior just to come see it. And I just, it was so joyous, you know, I mean, these variety acts and people having such a great time. And I don't know whether it's pandemic related that people were really happy to be in the a room together in the dark, packed in. It's a small place and it was jammed. And people were really, you know, jazzed to be there and really jazzed to see stuff that they hadn't seen. There's, you know, there's like, you know, nudity and cursing and a juggler and singer and <laughs> So, you know, what you want to see in a variety show, really. And it was really, I texted her saying how much fun I had and how much I loved it and how delighted I was to be in that place. And she said, when do you want to come play? And I said, "Uh, you know, anytime. And she said, Friday. And so. (laughs) Called your bluff. She called my bluff. (laughs) And the day before I had my wife a a week ago had some stomach thing where she was, you know, blowing it out both ends which sounds sexier than it is. <laughs> and, and so I got that, I guess. And so before my show on Thursday, I told Luke, the guy backstage, I said, Hey, let's put a bucket here on the side of the stage <laughs> and some, you know, handy wipes. And just in case I have to run off and throw up mm-hmm. and about two thirds of the show way through the show, I'm like, Oh, I don't think I'm going to throw up. And then about seven minutes later, <laughs> I'm, I'm in the middle of this burnt bill routine and the guy has, I've got four envelopes and a marker. I'm getting ready to number these envelopes. Unskin. Unskin, done skin, three skin and five. Five. <laughs> Thank you. That's what happens when you do the same tricks 
for 40 years. <laughs> your friends know every one of your lines. Uh, so, uh, uh, what happens when you do a new show every night like we do? You don't even know your line. Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I get surprised myself all the time. I want to ask you about that too. Uh, but regardless, uh, back to the vomit. Because <laughs> that's. That's where the money is. That's where I, so I give the guy on stage with me, I give him the four envelopes and the marker and I say, hold these. And then I go off stage and I start puking in the bucket. And at first I just puke up a little bit and I'm like, oh man, I felt like it was going to be way, oh, it is way more than that. <laughs> and so Luke, the guy backstage, he, he's in the dressing room, but he's got a monitor in there and he's like, hey, nobody's saying anything. <laughs> So he comes backstage and I go, 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 go out and tell a joke. <laughs> and he goes, what? I go, get out there and tell a joke. <laughs> and he, he's like wearing, because he would just come off stage from being the, in the bear suit. Yeah. So he's wearing short pants and no shoes <laughs> and a t-shirt. <laughs> and he, he's game though. Straight off Gilligan's Island. Right. And he, and he, and he goes out on stage and he goes, uh, Mac told me to come out and tell a joke, but I don't really know any jokes. Do you know a joke? He says to the guy on stage and the guy goes, no, I'm kind of, I, I suffer from stage fright. <laughs> <laughs> and Luke was like, well, that's unfortunate in this situation, isn't it? <laughs> so that was pretty good. And by then I'm, I'm, I'm wiping my, and I'm like, oh man, left out one very important ingredient. There should have been water right here. You're just sucking a handy wipe. Uh, and so I, I do wipe my tongue with a handy wipe. <laughs> and so, uh, I go back out and I say, wow, that was weird. I never done that before. And I don't say I vomited or I went off to take a shit or whatever. I don't, I don't say what happened. And in like, it seemed like 15 seconds. It was back to exactly where it was before. No one was like questioning what the, what the hell happened? People are so forgiving <laughs> that this it's so sweet. Is not the first time you've thrown up on stage though. And I don't know. Have you ever thrown up on yeah. stage? Because I haven't ever thrown up on stage. What's wrong with you? You're such a you're a big baby. Uh, yes, yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> sure. It's not those Cajun stomach bugs. <laughs> <laughs> So you've, you've gone off stage, but you have the advantage. Someone else in Penn and Teller could come on stage when Penn's not on stage. What are the chances he's going to do that? Uh, okay. All right. All right. Doesn't have something backstage hanging out. All right. Teller, when I'm doing my monologues, Teller's back having a sandwich and checking his email. He's totally <laughs> oblivious to what's going on on stage. I could actually... Uh oh! I, you could what? I could actually tell the audience something that Teller would know because he's not listening. To oh me. right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when Teller comes back out, everyone yell "cow." <laughs> <laughs> or <laughs> no, no, never mind. I don't want to give away too much. Uh, so you've heard the other story about vomiting, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And then there's one where I. I did f barely finish the show and ran off. St I mean, I cut the show early. I didn't do the <laughs> Mac King, Mac did King. I for yeah, right. Kind of. <laughs> I didn't do the Mac King, Mac King, come back and do one more trick. The on the fake encore. I just 
finished the show and ran off stage and uh, puked and had diarrhea all at once. Mm -hmm. It was good. Luckily, there's a sink right by the toilet that I can reach. <laughs> so, what did you do? What happened when you ran off stage, uh, vomited in the bucket, ran back on? I also ran off stage once uh, to the toilet to vomit and ran back on. And uh, that was when I left Teller, who was in disguise to do a bit <laughs> on stage, pretending he was an audience member. Just left him there alone. Yeah. Just left him there. <laughs> and. Uh, Here's the thing that I find most interesting. You don't need to explain it. And when you don't explain it, no one wonders. Yeah. It's not like, well, what happened? They just kind of go, oh, I did that in the show. Yeah. I, everybody thinks it's just part of the show. Yeah. I guess he just leaves during the show and comes yeah. back. No, I mean, I didn't, I mean, I've been doing meet and greets. You guys still aren't, right? We're not doing them though. I don't yeah. think we will because, uh, yeah, I get it. It seems like a delicate health thing. Yeah. And I'm wearing a mask. I don't wear a mask during the show, but I do for the meet and yeah. greet. But the first time I vomited, I vomited on stage. I didn't run off stage right. to vomit. I got my little suitcase there, and I vomited into that suitcase. Mm -hmm. I know this <laughs> in front of everyone. But I, I'm doing. I did a meet and greet after that, uh -huh. and so, and I'm there selling t-shirts. And Bill Volkner, who was t selling t-shirts at the time with me, he goes, he wasn't in the showroom. He goes, hey, I heard you vomit. Did you vomit in there when I came back for the sell shirts? And I go, yeah. He goes, all right, wow. And then afterwards, he said, no one mentioned that when they were, when you were signing <laughs> shirts. Speaking of which, yesterday, a kid comes to me and he goes, uh, will you sign my shirt? And I go, uh, yeah. And so I said, how about right here on the shoulder? And I wrote Matt King on his shoulder. And he goes, no, this one. <laughs> and he was holding it down where I couldn't see it. And so I signed the shirt he was wearing and, and he, and he let oh. me get all the way through signing his shirt. That'd be rude <laughs> he, to stop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I miss the meet and greets, but I think they are a, a public health hazard the way we did them. You know, this was such a, tight gathering. It is a crowd. Yeah. There's a crowd around you and you're just chat. But you, st you still probably sell about the same amount of stuff, right? I don't know. You don't, don't, know. You don't care. <laughs> you don't care. <laughs> I'm not, you know, I'm not in it for the, uh, you know, the Cracker Jacks concessions. <laughs> but, uh, so, uh, what, what material did you do at the misbehaving show, which is not called, it's called Mavericks. It's called Mavericks. I did card in the pants and, uh, oh, yeah. And then, uh, your adult uh, material. <laughs> well, she said, I, she said, you know, as dirty as you can make it. I'm like, it's not, I don't have a dirty, you know, it's, you've said it's the dirtiest show in Las Vegas, it is. but <laughs> so, and, uh, so I was like, I, I, I think it doesn't matter whether it's, you know, in those circumstances. I mean, I used to do, I used to follow filthy comics yeah, in clubs and just do my little Mac howdy. <laughs> and it was fine. And so I didn't worry about being filthy. I didn't want to change that. Um, I just did my, you know, naughty little magic show. <laughs> so I did card in the pants and the cereal box and thumb tie and the, then produce a drink. So you did a long time. Eight minutes is all. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. That, that one trick is like six minutes. And then, and then it turns out. Uh, the woman I had up, I didn't know this. 
uh, till I sat back down with Jennifer and Erica Norgard. Do you know Erica? No. She's she's the company manager for Opium, mm -hmm. uh, and she used to work at my show, and she was Eli's babysitter years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, but so I sat down with Erica and Jennifer and my wife, and Erica goes, you know, that's Brett Loudermilk's girlfriend. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I did not know that. <laughs> but she was great. So it's been some kind of big fuss now. <laughs> I know. Yeah, now I'm in. Call, calling her Brett Loudermilk's girlfriend is already probably. Oh, probably. Probably oh, problematic. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Who so, knows? Michael Godot, you are moved out of juggling? That's right. Oh, yeah. You, For the yeah. first time in my life. I've discovered what you've known all along, and that is that that's I need. Not, he didn't know it all along. Oh, that's really not he true. Discovered earlier than you. Discovered earlier than me. <laughs> we all need a magician as a crutch, <laughs> <laughs> because as it turns out, if you ask ten people, six of them say they don't want to see a juggling show. Right now, nine out of ten don't want to see. It actually, shouldn't see a juggling show. But if you say it's a magic show, they they want to come, and so I have figured out finally to do this, and I've found a, a fellow who's willing to do some magic with me, Jacob Jacks, and and last night in Vinnie Grosso's downtown show, Totally Mental, I did a 10-minute a, a set of just a couple of magic tricks. Oh, what tricks did you do, Michael Goodell? Well, I can't tell you. No. <laughs> One was a, a uh, prediction trick which was revealed by uh, Jacob being uh, inside of a giant balloon. Mm -hmm. And so popping it to reveal that the predictions we had made were correct. Mm -hmm. Sh shockingly. <laughs> were you doing, um, were you, were you, were you uh, facilitating the magic? Happen? Oh, heck no. Not in that one at all. All I do is I do your job. I stand on stage and shout. I, I facilitate a magic. I've seen Penn force a card. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there eventually. But then the second trick was an escape. And I did perform the escape. You did? What did you escape out of? Uh, saran wrap. <laughs> oh, saran wrap escape. Yeah, the saran wrap escape. The good old saran wrap escape. So we've put that into the show. So that those are the two. I saw I, I a whole trick. I saw you guys do it in your living room. It's, it's a and nice it's trick. a great. That's a good magic trick, man. It's a good magic trick. Do I know this one? I think I don't. I don't know. I heard about it. There was a saran wrap trick we looked into years and yeah. years ago. Yeah. This is uh, this is a hand truck is on stage, and I stand against the hand truck and get wrapped up in saran wrap and then tape, and then it's a, an assistance revenge. Uh, uh, Jacob closes the curtain and walks around the back, and I walk out the other side and open it, and we've switched positions. Oh, I see. I see. And he's wrapped. Jacob and he's wrapped now in the cellophane and tape. Well, that's nice. Yeah, it's, it's a lovely. It's a, real, trick. it's a big fooler trick. It's a good one. Oh, really? Yeah. Who invented it? Keith. No, Keith. Uh, Keith uh, changed it. Oh. It was originally done with a pole and some saran wrap, and then Keith figured out that he could do it with a, a hand truck, which is. In my opinion, a much better trick, certainly for me, because yeah. I don't want it to look like magic props. Yep. The pull version was done on Fool Us once. Oh, oh well, here you go. That's, that's how you're familiar. Yeah, that's that's right. it. <laughs> did it Perhaps. fool you? Did it fool him? <laughs> Dang it, if only Matt were here. I don't think it did, actually. I don't think it did. It's a pretty great trick, and it's a good-looking trick, but it's the first time I have ever been on stage and done a 10-minute spot like that with no juggling at all. And you enjoyed it? I enjoyed it. You didn't do it. And was nervous, like, like you're talking about. Nervous about something that mattered in no way whatsoever. To anyone. <laughs> to yeah. anyone. Yeah, no, I was sweating beforehand. Oh, that great. And it was yeah. And you know, <laughs> nervous. Jen was like, calm the fuck down. You never you just <laughs> <a> show. <laughs> I've never seen you so nervous. So funny. 
It was exciting. It was an exciting evening and uh, my first full-time foray into the world of magic. You didn't do any, like, gag gags? You didn't do, like, rubber band? Nope. Did nothing. Did those nope. two tricks and just did just talked my way through them. Well, not really any jokes video? or anything. There's video of it, and I'll show it to you later. <laughs> I got it. I got to tell you guys. Now you are you drinking trade coffee? I am drinking trade coffee. Uh, In fact, I go to bed thinking tomorrow morning I get trade coffee. I don't I know can't about trade coffee. We got this. We got this sponsor that's really crazy good. It's uh you 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 describe the kind of coffee you want, how you brew it, what kind of tastes you like, <laughs> so what you, you put like in it, your coffee like what. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, exactly. That's the question. You you fill out this quiz. You know, it's this elaborate quiz of how like you an like enneagram. Yeah. <laughs> and, what does uh, this look like to you? <laughs> and they, uh, they 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 you know it's ethically sourced. It's all this good stuff, and it comes just the way you want it, right? Yeah. And the incredible thing for me is they got decaf. And it's is it you know so here's the question I have. It's really good, the nice and strong because I know you're the you same answer way. the questions. If you want strong coffee, if you they want said it you really like yeah, yeah. I but decaf. Yeah. And I also use the the, the plunger French, French press. press thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really good. Trade Coffee connects customers with the freshest and best tasting coffee they've ever made at home by partnering with the country's best craft roasters. These are independent businesses from big cities and small towns. Trade customers are truly impactful for these independent roasters, often being the largest source of new growth for them. It's expert tasted coffee. Trade's coffee team actually taste tests thousands of coffee to keep 450 different kinds live and ready to ship every day. There's no one perfect coffee, but there's a perfect coffee for you. Uh, Trade's first match guarantee. Trade is so confident. They'll match you right the first time that if they don't, they'll take your feedback and the actual coffee expert will work with you to send you a brand new bag for free. It's really good. It's crazy good. I've been drinking it. Uh, I got a nice, big, hearty, hearty bag of um, of decaffeinated, uh-huh. and it's really, it's so strong that even though it's decaffeinated, it's strong. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what, what I, I, that's what I want. Yeah, that's what I want. Yeah. yeah. They've delivered 5 million bags of fresh coffee. To you? Yeah. Well, I got plenty backed up. <laughs> 750,000 positive reviews. It's really, really good. Uh, if, you're, if you're a cop. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Coffee snob, which I'm not really a coffee snob, but I do like strong, strong decaffeinated coffee, and that's hard to find. It's really good. And you can try different kinds, and they send it to you every month, and it's it's just a good idea. Right now, Trade is offering new subscribers a total of 30 bucks off your first order, plus free shipping. This is for you, Mac King. Okay. When you go to drinktrade.com slash Pen. That's more than 40 cups of coffee for free, Matt King. 40 cups of coffee for free. Get started by taking their quiz at drinktrade.com slash pen. And let trade find you the coffee you'll love. That's drinktrade.com slash pen for 30 
bucks off. Uh, and I say drink trade. I'm ordering it right now. <laughs> I'm ordering it right now. Uh, yeah, are you really? Yeah, I am ordering it right now. <laughs> to answer those questions. We see you. You're a colleague. You're a partner. You're a friend. You're always here to support your family and your community. Now there's a school ready to support you. National University offers tuition discounts for military spouses and free tutoring, so you get the support you need to succeed. National University, supporting the whole you. So are you going to do more of this magic in the future? I am doing more of this magic in the future. In fact, I, uh, Jacob and I are filling in for Vinny at Neonopolis in uh, Totally Mental, April 14th, 15th, and 16th. So if you're in town and want to see a Goudot show, that well, this one I, we're doing a full show, so I will be juggling in that one as well as these two magic tricks. If you don't get enough Goudot, and who does? <laughs> who does get enough Goudot? <laughs> Teresa. <My> wife. <laughs> she gets enough. There's a reason she's at the fair today. <laughs> I want, really want to go to the fair, but I'm all I'm all yeah. uh, allergies are bad. We're also doing all this new stuff, so we put in. Um, you haven't seen? Have you seen Age Appropriate Escape in the show? Yeah. Yeah, with the with the dead mouse and everything. Yeah, yeah you did yeah. The first night, first night. Yeah, that's getting really good. Yeah, that's cleaned up. Man, that video is great. So if yeah. if it's now as good as the video, yeah, we fixed <laughs> we fixed we fixed the straitjacket thing. We've got it all really rocking. Then Teller's doing his ventriloquism bit. I haven't seen it. I think it's really funny. You want to go this week? Yeah, really, really funny. Oh. And we're doing sleight of feet, which is really fun. Oh, uh, sleight of feet is another one of our real, you know, birthday has this crazy vibe to it. Yeah. Sleight of feet has the same crazy vibe, but it looks great. We just chaos. Yeah. We did it for, we did it for the first time last night. Very first. Oh, wow. Ever. It, was it was a big night in the magic world last night. Wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, it's magic debut. Your new trick. This is fantastic. Really Red Rich saw a magic show last night too. Ready Rich oh. saw two shows. What'd you see? Ready Rich? I saw both Chris Angel shows. Oh my goodness! In one night. In one night. And uh, okay, so we're going to be doing uh, coming up this next week. <laughs> we'll be doing uh, we'll be doing uh, green screen, a new green screen bit, which I think is uh, really funny. Premise: the premise is we want to do some old fashioned magic, like Ed Sullivan, Hollywood Hollywood Palace, that kind of stuff, and just for fun. Uh, so it looks like TV and old fashioned. Just watch it on the screens. Watch of the video screens. Don't watch it live. Watch of the video screens. Right. And then we go in to do our magic routine. And we have Zeke in a full green suit. Ah. <laughs> and he's just handing a shit. <laughs> and if you watch it on stage, of course, there's no magic whatsoever. Yeah. And if you watch on the screens, it is a old-fashioned, beautiful magic show. Oh. Feather flowers? Uh, we're not doing feather flowers, no. but we're doing big silks and no. stuff like that. Copperfield bought all the feathered flowers in the world. <laughs> they were all in his museum. <laughs> and we're, uh, I think it'll be really fun. There's, there's a blow off. That's a real surprise and a big, a big ending on that. Uh, that, uh, that is a real magic trick for everybody, not just the green screen. Yeah. And because, you know, we're full us is coming up. So you need all these new bits and we're putting in another great bit, uh, called the Spaniola which is a trick that Hondro sends us from Spain and I read the directions in Spanish and I'm, and I'm not correct on them. Oh yeah. Sounds I think familiar. You, I haven't seen it, but I, yeah. yeah. 
So I think that the word uh, uh, mono for hand is mono for monkey. Okay. So I say, <laughs> take your hand. We produce a monkey. And then I say, sobla, I think uh, means uh, it means blow, but I think it means soup. So I say, now feed soup to the monkey. So tell her, produces a monkey and feeds soup to it. And it's because I'm misreading the Spanish directions. It's pretty funny. Mm. A monkey eating soup is uh, that's all you need to make anything good. I, I believe that's all you need. The whole show. It <laughs> certainly makes us laugh a lot. The monkey eating soup and the production of the monkey is incredible, and the production of the soup is incredible. So it's good. Nice. We're doing another bit called Bucket of Blood uh, that we're doing where. Um, we were going to do a bit with a bucket of blood, and CW wouldn't let us, and then we had a big argument because they said blood's in, in bad taste, and I said, what about all the children who are lactose intolerant and factory farming? And you wouldn't to use milk. We don't want to use milk because it's factory farming, the environment, lactose intolerant. But we go milk and then change it to blood. So that's going in there. Wait, you gave away the surprise ending. I did. And we're also on Mass Singer. <laughs> yeah. I've kept one secret in my life. One? <laughs> I'm astonished. That's the list of secrets I've kept in my life. One. Mass Singer. Impossible. Impossible. So here's a question for you. So sure. you do all these new things, mm -hmm. which is, you know, just makes me feel incredibly inadequate. But you're a bank walker. I got that. But... <laughs> But I'm, so I'm doing some tricks that I've done since I was 17. Mm -hmm. I mean, they, they change over the years. They evolve and to, you know, I add or figure out better, what I think are better methods or better, better jokes or whatever. Um, but because of that, I'm do, because I'm doing a lot of the same material, I, there's these tiny little changes that I think probably only mean something to me. Don't mean to the audience, right? And I don't, do you ever get to that? Point? Mm -hmm. You don't get yes, to Yes. Th yes. That's, I've, I've, I've talked about this a lot. Um, I, I do not put in new stuff because I'm sick of the old stuff. Right. I would be happy, thrilled to be doing the same stuff I was doing with the same evolving you're talking about yeah. when I was 17. I'm very happy. I don't get sick of tricks. I don't get sick of performing them. As a matter of fact, in this very show with the new stuff, I am closing with the fire reading monologue, right? which I've been doing since I was 23, mm -hmm. which I love. And I believe I have tweaked the wording on that. Yeah, I have there tweaked becomes the performance level of on that. There's the level of nuance that makes Matt King great. And I believe that when I would go to see performers who had done the same 12 minutes for 50 years, that there were nuances in power that almost makes it feel supernatural. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, and I, I mean, people said, don't, don't you want to change that? No, I still love doing these things. And I love making these mm. tiny little inf infinitesimal. You go out and with the bits I've been doing for years, I go out one night just deciding I'll take a deeper breath at this moment. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'll uh, take a deeper breath. I'll get one more word in the sentence, then breathe, then the punch. Yeah. 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 Good. Cause I'm taking a breath before I take a breath before the last word of the setup. I don't need to do that. If I pull a full breath in, I can get the whole sentence out comfortably. 
let them digest that, pull it in, then hit the punchline. What I'm doing now is I'm going up to the last word, copping a breath, saying that word, then doing the punchline on the second breath, and I shouldn't be doing that. I love doing that. So for me, if you wanted to say to me, you're going to now, I was going to say the rest of your life, what's that, five years? Um, <laughs> but you were going to say, you're going to spend your whole life doing the same, pick a number, 90 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever you want to say. I'd be thrilled to pieces. If you told me you're putting in a whole new show every night, I'd be thrilled to pieces. The best, best, best is that combination. Yeah. And Teller and I always have. Every show you come to see Penn and Teller, you will see something we've been doing at least 30 years and something we haven't done more than three weeks. Right. And that, to me, is the right, the right matchup. Yeah. Last night's the first time in... 40 years I've done a whole show where I knew nothing. You know, yeah, I mean? where just you walked just, out where it was just highly new stuff. I'm not doing the rubber band on the head. I don't even have an apple eating trick in the middle of it, which is what I would normally prefer to do. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that I can establish at least some credibility in case I fuck up those two magic tricks. Well, we hammock. We hammock like yeah. crazy. Yeah. You got to hammock it. And uh, that makes us really comfortable. And we get looser and looser. And, um, I just find the combination is, and I also believe that when I do the new stuff, I learn different stuff about what I can do on stage and then it forms the old stuff. Yeah. So it's, it's really good. You know, we have, we, have, we now have, um, economics, not quite the right word, but career pressure to do new material. Right. Because we're doing foolish every year. We need 15 new bits. Right. So we have to write those. And there's... I love doing the show, and I love writing new stuff with Teller. So it's there's no there's no way to lose. I'm really I'm really really enjoying it. But um, the pressure from fool us is kind of nice. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I'm fortunate to not have that pressure. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing but you it, don't have a big TV yeah, show, right? Phew. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, but the but the the delight I still get from that, you know, cause you talk about these old vaudeville acts that did the same 15 minutes. Yeah. Right. And so, I mean, and I feel like I'm that same thing, but it's 80 minutes. Yeah. Right. You are. Yeah. And, 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 and that's why I send people to see you. That's why you're the best is that there's this, um, there's a comfort in seeing your show that there is no chance to the audience that for a moment, they can just trust you every instant. And that's a wonderful feeling in a show. You can walk off and throw up and come back <laughs> and nobody gives a fuck. <laughs> well, there, that's why, I believe. Yeah. And uh, it's a real, you know, I told, I tell this. I didn't walk off, by the way. <laughs> There's a story. Because you're a pro. I always tell. Popped right off with a good, good pace. We did the water tank on Saturday Night Live the first time. Okay, where Teller's in the tank and drowning and doesn't have the card, and I have the card that we've done a thousand times. First time is on Saturday Night Live. And there's a moment there where I have to look over and see Teller's uh, face with the card and realize that he's drowning. It's not going to work, right? Notice that he's dead. And that's a big laugh moment, right? Yeah. So I'm on television, which means there's close-ups, and I do a full take. I turn my entire body over and look at Teller. I look back. 
And that's the big laugh because I need to get that laugh there. Mm -hmm. But you don't spit, right? What's that? It's not, it's not, you don't spit. I don't do a spit (laughs) take, but I I should. How come? (laughs) Uh, Lack of professionalism. (laughs) Full turn, right back, right? And um, then that was the first time we did it was on Saturday Night Live. Then we start performing it. And we perform it for about two, three years, every night, every single night. And I'm on stage at the Chicago Theater, which I believe is about 3,000 people. And there's no IMAG, right? And I just happened to realize we come to that point when I have to do the take to tell her. And all I do is move my eyes a little tiny bit. And it's this huge laugh. Uh Really? Yeah. Because... When your timing and everything is coming together perfectly and it's all set and set, you don't need to do big stuff. And that's the thing about seeing your show, Mac. You're not doing, you know what you need to do to get the reaction. The audience is thinking along with you. There's no big gestures. The first time you go through anything, it's a sledgehammer, you know? Right. So you get your laughs. You get your laughs, you get the tricks to work, you get all that stuff, but there isn't that beautiful, how do I know what he's thinking? Because right, right. if you see your show building up to a laugh, you don't know how you got there. So, you know, when, when I'm doing something in our show, like the water tank, you know, when the audience gets the big laugh and me looking over and seeing the teller's in trouble, when they did it the first time, you ask anyone. How do you get that laugh? Well, he turns his whole body and sees that. He asked the second time, I don't even know if I have to shift my eyes. It's because they know the plot. They know how I'm standing. They know the situation. They know the rhythms. It's all built up and it does that. And that's what you get doing a show a zillion times. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're paying attention. We all know people who've done their show a zillion <laughs> times and sleepwalk and through it. And There's haven't no, learned anything. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, like, uh, I, I think we've talked about this in person. You call it the cowboy trick? Yeah. With the video camera? Yeah. Yeah. The, I saw that, like, the first or second time mm-hmm. that you did it. And then the next time I saw it, I'm like, man, that was way better. And I asked you, I said, hey, why was that way better this time? I still wasn't fooled <laughs> second time, but it seemed like <laughs> it was more, f- it was more fooling without fooling me. I mean, it, w- it was yeah. better for the audience and I couldn't put my finger on maybe why that would have been the case. And you said, oh, I figured out, I look up at one point when I say the word teller yep. to let the audience know I'm referring to the guy behind the screen, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Right. And so. It just, you know, you just learn these little things. Like the other day, uh, yesterday, as a matter of fact, I was like, my back was hurting and, uh, I did some line and I'm going, man, that was much better laugh. I think it was because I was standing completely still. Yeah. Right. Cause I don't. That's I, Bert Lars thing. Yeah. You know, I Bert Lars would fire people <laughs> if they moved when he told a joke. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, that stillness helps. Well, it's also that great thing that Jack Benny said: if you stand still and don't say anything, people will think you're thinking. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's a th- one of the things that I love about watching Teller. And I'm sorry to bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the. See, audience- I was under the impression when you came to our show, you didn't watch Teller. But okay, go ahead. Uh, I, I right. had to for a while. For a while, it was required. 
<laughs> what I realized was the audience is writing all of Teller's jokes. Yeah. In their own heads. Well, and they have their, there are probably a thousand different versions of that, whatever that was, in that moment. Everyone wrote their own joke. Well, that's what Tommy Smothers said. Yeah. Tommy Smothers said to me, uh, he said, you guys figured out something that's always been right there, which is you want the audience to project on one of the characters. And what we do is we have Dickie, who doesn't say much, so the audience can say, he said, but you have Teller who says nothing, so the audience is able to project every single thing they want there, and he can just guide that. And Tommy Smothers went crazy. All Tommy Smothers was really saying was, I wish Dickie would shut the fuck up. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's like there's that magician in trouble premise, right, where apparently something has gone wrong. And, you know, you see so many, I mean, it's a, it's in almost every magic act. You have it in yours. I got it in mine. Yeah. You guys probably have it in yours. I did it last night. For the right, last exactly. Time. Yeah. So loved it. Uh, uh, <laughs> and one, the guy that was uh, selling kitty porn in Vegas had that magician in trouble thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Magician in jail. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a different premise. <laughs> that's the follow-up, that right? Magician in trouble leads to magician in jail. <laughs> yeah. If you don't have a good attorney, <laughs> <laughs> it takes a while, I think, to figure out that the best way to handle that is to not say anything, mm -hmm. right? Instead of going, oh, my God, I've made a giant error here. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> you know? And so I, well, it's, it's just, you just realize, also, you find out doing the same thing over and over again what the audience thinks about you. Right. Because you can't find that out with the material. No, that's right. you got to yeah. find that out yeah. with you. If you. Yeah, if you're a decent listener. But you don't even have to. It's amazing. Well, that's the thing. When Teller or if and I, you're, if you pay attention, uh, maybe even yeah. not listen. Yeah. But when Teller and I are working on new stuff, we say, "Let's get in the show." Then we're done working on it, which means we'll work on it automatically. Right. You know, when you're sleeping, you go, "I'll just do," just you know what I mean. It just yeah. pops into your head, yeah. and the next night it's better. You know, whereas if we're going to, you don't have to do anything. Exactly. <laughs> I know. It's all, it's that, it's that trick for writing. Boy, I've discovered this on my own. And then, uh, I, I read that a, a bunch of shrinks have said it when I'm like writing my books and stuff, you know, they tell you, uh, I did this on my own because I had to, because I have to, everybody else gets to write the amount of time they want to write. You know, like, oh, I'm going to write this afternoon. I'll try to get a few chapters done. I don't have that. I have, you've got 35 minutes right now, write and stop. So I would stop in the middle of a sentence, you know, just have to. i got to go on stage and do something. So I wrote, you know, I've written eight books and I've written eight books in stolen moments, stolen moments where I can grab stuff in between. So uh, I then read this study that said, if you don't finish a thought when you're creating and just walk away, you keep working. Your subconscious oh, keeps yeah, working yeah, yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's incredible. Yeah. It's such a good trick. It's such a good trick to get free work. So now <laughs> I will not stop at the end of a chapter. I will not stop at the end of a paragraph. If I've got a nice good cadence. Here's where I should end. This feels really good. This is a day's work. Walk away. I do more. Right. Yeah. 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 Push a little more and then I go. Cause it's uh, hard to do less at that point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
It's it's really yeah, it's really a great the- technique. <laughs> so uh, you know, Teller and I try to get just get into the show, and then that can just develop because the stuff that we're doing that's only going to be done on TV. Uh, then we have to keep rehearsing and practicing and re- you know practicing, making it better, stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, I want to say that this season, and I guess I kept thinking we had to keep this secret, but then we don't. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I've written an introduction, it's all set to go, that says Mac and Piff have been on Fool Us many times. Uh, they are two favorite magicians, and yet they've, they've never won. And the reason is because they're too close of friends of ours. We see everything new they do. We talk to them all the time. So they have it much harder than others. So we're giving them an opportunity this year to win a trophy. I didn't know that was yeah. part of it. I, and I didn't know whether we could even talk about it. I'm excited you're talking. About yeah. It. So we're going to put you in the seat and we're doing, um, I'll tell you this right out right. Uh, we're not doing any twists. There's no gags. There's no nothing. There's no twist on a twist. We talked about that. We talked about having one of you in on it and the other one not and doing shit like that. Close one to do that. And I wanted to do it totally cool. You will sit in the two chairs. You will have your earpieces in. You will have the booth just like we do. You'll have your notebooks. We will come out. We'll do a trick for you once. If, um, actually we're going to do it twice because we want to do a repeat on it, but we'll, we'll do the trick for you. And if, and it'll be my close listening and it'll also be the same as we do it in your heart. If you feel fooled, if you don't feel fooled, if you have enough of it, if you don't, and then if you figure out how we did it, the trophies will come down and you and Piff will each get a trophy. Oh. <laughs> and if you don't fool us, maybe wow. a rematch. But it's going to be uh, totally above board, totally honest. We're really nervous about it. We're working on it hard. We're going, oh, I think, oh, I, I'm this part of it. I'm not worried about Piff, but I'm worried about Mac. And this other part, oh, we're kind of worried about Piff. We'll have to see. And you two will have to do what we do and work together and do your split attention thing. We hate each other. I know you do. I know you do. <laughs> That's why we chose you. It should be the same dynamic. <laughs> right. Exactly the same <laughs> <Benetella> teller dynamic. <laughs> uh, well, that's great. Uh, so I, I think we're going to do it. I didn't know. I mean, we, you know, you told me that that was a possibility. Then the other day you said, hey, I think this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. But uh, this is the first I've heard that there are actual maybe trophies at stake. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's, on, all the, uh, it's on all the rundowns as, uh, as Mac and Piff. And uh, we're working on the trick. And I don't know. You might just go, know this one, done. And you might just go, mm, I don't know. I think we're right in the pocket. I said to tell her I wanted to, because, you know, we kept trying to get a little bit arch about it, put a little twist in, something like this, we'll do this. And I kept going, you know, I think this is much cooler to just really fucking do it, you know. No red herrings and. Yeah, no, no. I mean, you know, uh, it turned into, after Handsome Jack fooled us with the switch after the fact. Right. Everybody thought that's what they were going to do. It <laughs> <laughs> doesn't, doesn't work anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and after one person did a kind of something that looked like a pass, right. we didn't kind of see, everybody started doing that. Right. doesn't work anymore. And oh, by the way, black velvet close-up mat, that doesn't work anymore either. <laughs> <laughs> ah, okay. All right. That's done. No one fools <laughs> us with that. And you know, we actually will announce it. We'll actually announce it. We uh, we have said to the booth. Oh, by the way, 
That technique with the black velvet, that's not going to work anymore. No one will fool us with that anymore. And then the, the producers go, okay. You just tell two people <laughs> were full, pulled off the show. We're, we're sick of that shit. But this is not, um, this is, this, this should not, this should not be a judgment call. It should be a, uh, okay. They really tried. They really did it. We got it. Great. Awesome. I'm so excited. Should be, should be really, really, uh, should be really. I hope it's fun. not during my daughter's college graduation. <laughs> then you won't be able to do it. <laughs> It'll be. Piff- Which one won't I be able to do? Piff and Chris Angel. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that would be way more fun. <laughs> there'd be there'd be a dynamic. <laughs> anyway, we might do another one of these. You might not. I don't know. But for right now, that was Penn Sunday School. That was Penn Sunday School. Cha cha cha. And to our listening, you become naked. Okay, here's the situation. Our daughter Mia is leaving for her first sleepover. We have friends coming to stay, and we just got a puppy. So I go on Instacart and solve everything in one order from Kohl's. Fun PJs for Mia. Oh, new bedding for the guest room. And a vacuum cleaner that actually picks up pet hair. All delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. With Kohl's on Instacart, there's no such we can't fix. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum order. Additional terms apply. Yeah, you know, doing stuff over and over and doing stuff the first time, they're both great. They're both just really good. I'm very fortunate to be able to do both. Oh, very fortunate. We know Wally Bogue, right? Wally Bogue. Wally Bogue, the king of that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. no one had did the same show more than Wally Bogue. What, 20 times a day for 40 years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the winner. <laughs> you know, we love you. Hey, Matt, you want me to thank? All right, time to thank more loyal members of the congregation, people who keep this train and chug it along at patreon.com slash pen. Choo-choo to David Peters. Whose Ear? Blue Drinks Films. Brandon Knapp. Nick Dingman, Colin Durham, TheBigScoopaPodcast.com, Central Park Owl, Lancey Menchu, Hergolmenilierumbopoliskopop, that's, uh, I nailed that one, Stephen White, Harlan Liam Clark, Zach Wozniak, Michelle Yeiser, Jonathan, Brogan Hastings, Placida Scott, Dante Peace, Damian Martin, Adam Luce loves Matthew, Michael, Penn, and Reddy, Timo Tihoff, Mark Pickenheim, Marion Engels, Scott Kelly, Kelly M., Adam Berzins, Caleb Cameron, Matthew Applehands, Fractured Adventures, Carlos Alvarez, Michael Cornwall, and Ross Devereaux. Thank you all for listening. We see you. You're a colleague. You're a partner. You're a friend. You're always here to support your family and your community. Now there's a school ready to support you. National University offers tuition discounts for military spouses and free tutoring, so you get the support you need to succeed. National University, supporting the whole you. We see you. You're a colleague. You're a partner. You're a friend. You're always here to support your family and your community. Now there's a school ready to support you. National University offers tuition discounts for military spouses and free tutoring, 
so you get the support you need to succeed. National University, supporting the whole you. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen.